there! I'm AR, and this is the 8th log and the 2nd rant on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Welcome to the Lore Research Lab. Hello! Um, hi, uh, anyways, um, today's uh, thesis, um, the deal with the shrines. What are the shrines in Breath of the Wild? What do they do? And how much of the shrines can be discussed in detail? Like, Hello! I'm here too! I thought you were going to introduce me! Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go de deal with that, but it, it, it's time to deep dive, folks. Okay, obviously, a new challenger has appro uh, approached? Appeared. Approached. Either way. Um, a new challenger is here, um, but do not worry. I am set on keeping them here, even if my intro suggests otherwise. I didn't, I didn't forget that, that I did foreshadow a new researcher coming into the fold. So now it's time for everyone um, to meet the Lore Research Lab's newest addition. The mic is yours, my friend. Hiya! I'm RN, and as you've already heard, I'm the newest member of the Lore Research Lab. Alongside AR, I'll be crafting theories, discussions, and of course, ranks like this one, where you will be able to witness firsthand my incredible mastery of the English language. Also, I'll be the primary researcher addressing everything and the everything DLC, although I probably won't be addressing anything that doesn't add to our larger understanding of the lore of this game. There may be some offshoot rants here and there, but I'll primarily be sticking to lore and story building. It's nice to meet you all. So that sounds about right to me. I think this is a fitting intro for a new researcher. And if you thought I was already a mess when it comes to languages, you get double the fun. I would be offended, but I can't be because it's true. Great minds think alike, what else can I say? Okay, so first some background. What are the shrines and how do they factor into gameplay? RN, would you like to do the honors and start this discussion up? Gladly. So. In the game, there are 120 shrines, excluding DLC, and a reward for completing all of them is Link's classic outfit of a green tunic and leggings. Feel free to look that up if you are new to the franchise or you haven't really played any of the games. The first four are necessary to complete the games, but doing any more than that is up to the player. In terms of the story, the shrines were created by the Sheikah hero in a training sort of way, and are first accessible in the game when you, as Link, first visit the tower on the Great Plateau. Shrines can only be accessed by the hero with the Shaker Shade after visiting the Great Plateau Tower. And I've just realized that really sounds like a Cluedo reference, but anyway. Some shrines have also have quests to be able to access them, which means you need to be able to complete several objectives in order to access them. The Sheikah who made the shrines, who were the shrines even, I told you, masterful description of the English language. Yes, yes, very much AR so. has already told you about last episode. Also created labs where you can find helpful tips where you can help you find shrines. They're almost like, like theories. Huh. I wonder why that sounds familiar. Anyway, there are two labs. The Hatno Lab and the Akalo Lab. Both lead to different shrines and both are leads for different things. Okay, well, with RN's very helpful description, um, I can now talk about the gameplay purposes of the shrines. So shrines function as a way to progress through the game, as it's mentioned, and of course, the player doesn't have to all 20. It's not, it's not required. Um, but, uh, you know, it, even if it's not required, you, you should know about 
me at this point in time. I like making things easier for myself, and, um... As do I. So, yeah, of course, right? Aaron, you're right there with me. Um, the game does somewhat encourage the completion of all the shrines, and basically what that means is, I think I've said this before, and I'll say it again, um, is that, uh, when you complete a shrine, you get the reward of a shrine orb. Shrine orbs, um... Four of them either increases your stamina wheel or your heart counter. If you get all 120, it will allow you to max out your heart counter and it will allow you to max out your stamina wheel, which gets to like three different ones. So like basically you can climb, fly anywhere you want. You'll have all the energy to beat Ganon if you, if you do it. So it's, it's definitely encouraged and I definitely do it every time. I remember in my second playthrough, I told myself, oh, you know, this time, you know, I got all the shrines the first time. I'm not going to do it this time. And I totally lied to myself because I'm totally trying to get all the shrines all over again because um, I keep promises to myself. Okay, so how do the shrines themselves work? So, I mentioned this before, but in the very beginning of the game, there are four shrines that, and, you know, Aran's also kind of mentioned this too, there are four, 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 four shrines that are required, <laughs> required by the player to complete, <laughs> oh god, it's already happening, um, there are four shrines that are required by the player to complete on the Great Plateau, um, we're all great speaking here, yeah, yeah, no, we, we got this, um, uh, if you don't, but you know, as, you see how we're kind of at this stalemate here with the English language? Yeah, that's what players would be like if they don't do these shrines, these four, because you can't get anywhere in the game if you don't do them. So you'll spend the rest of your days at the Great Plateau, just camping out at a lonely fire, like, or whatever, with enemies surrounding you, while Zelda is out at the castle just doing her very best. Like, what, what are you doing with your life? Get, get, move your butt. Like, come on now. Um, at these four shrines um, are something called runes. So that'll become more clear in a second, hopefully. I don't know. Uh, through a series of differing and unique puzzles, uh, players complete shrines, and this is a more general point of shrines altogether, players complete shrines through the successful navigation of these puzzles, and in the case of the required four shrines, you also gain these runes. So, I don't believe this is in any strict order, but these runes include Magnesis, which allows you to control metallic objects, um, Remote Bombs, which come in different shapes, there's this, uh, like the spherical and the cubed ones, um, so two different varieties, and they function as an endless supply of Sheikah explosives, um, but they do require recharging, so you can't just like throw them endlessly. If you alternate between the two, you, you can kind of make it work, but not really. Um, then there's Cryonis, which can be used to create um, ice blocks from bodies of water, no matter the size. So it can be a puddle, it can be a whole, like a lake or something. And, and from, I believe, you don't have to be that close even to create it. Like you can be super far away and do it, but that's one fun thing. And then finally there's Stasis, which can um, freeze time and keep an object frozen for a short period of, of time, because um, there's a timer on it. And this is usually when you want to hit a heavy, uh, like a heavy object that cannot be lifted. Um, so, uh, and there's some really fun physics with that. Like it's, it's like baseball. You gotta freeze it, and then you take a weapon and you hit it a couple times, and it will show you like an arrow of where that that object you're hitting will head, and then it can go flying. And if you hit it at the hardest, it just disappears in the distance. It's really funny. Good comedy, you know. Um, remote bombs and stasis can be powered up at the Hateno Tech Lab run by Pura. Um, and that allows for, like, the powering up process, what that allows for is the bombs, both of them, uh, spherical or cube cubed, um, it allows for the bombs to regenerate faster and do more damage than the initial one, um, like, without upgrading. 
and in the case of stasis, you can freeze living creatures as well as inanimate objects. So, and, you know, sometimes freezing enemies is what you need to do when you need to run away, right? Ru like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right, RN? Yep, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, okay, exactly, got it. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> by going to Pura, you also um, acquire the last remaining rune, the camera, which creates, like, a photo album. It also stores um, the images that link to, link to Link's memories. Like, it's, it's Link's memories. It shows vague pictures of where those things are located. It's put in that kind of compiled album. And getting this rune also creates something called the Hyrule Compendium, which allows players, um, if they choose to power it up like the bombs and stasis, can track down just about anything in the game. So initially it'll only, I believe, there's only the Sheikah sensor, so it'll only track shrines. But if you power it up, you can track, I don't know, a sun shroom or black lazulfos or like just- As long as you've taken a picture of it. Yeah, if you've, or, or, yeah, if you've taken a picture of something and then you can track it at any, at any, any point in time and the game will give you some indication of when you're getting closer to whatever you're tracking. So it's cool. In the same way that it does shrines. Exactly. With the noise. Yeah, so that, yeah. It's, it's still really it, annoying noise. It's still really vague. Like with shrines, you get a sense of where it is, but it's never clear whether it's up, like it's like north, south, east, west. You don't get that clarification. So that's. Because it's like, it's like a homing beacon. It beeps faster when you get closer to it. But you don't really and I have Like I once spent ages standing in this one spot and every time i went in a certain direction the beeps would decrease and i was really confused until i realized the shrine was above me exactly. it was very sad yeah so there there you have it but um the main goal of having shrines is both to challenge players and also allow for fast travel if it isn't already clear hyrule is huge it is humongous having more points at many corners of the map is helpful for someone who runs away from their problems but to be honest, the shrines themselves, for the most part, like the puzzles are actually a lot of fun. So aside from the fast traveling aspect, it's like, um, it's a it's an interesting way to challenge players. I quite like this mechanic. So shrines can allow for players to just get real creative in this game. So I think I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again because I, I think that's my catchphrase at this point. Um, the game tells you what to do, not how to do it. So you can have as much fun as you want getting creative in terms of how you deal with enemies, um, whether it's just throwing bombs at them. Away from them. Yeah, yeah, that mostly that's the go-to strategy. Um, RN understands, you know? Um, and yeah. There, you know, and also, there's no strict order to completing the shrines. It's not like you have to, there's like a linear path. It's not like, oh, like even the tutorial, like the, the first four shrines that you have to do, there's no strict order to doing them. You just have to do them. Um, and the same goes for um, the remaining... Uh, 116 shrines in the map. I had to yeah. do math for that one. Um, uh, oh. Yeah, I know, that was wild, right? So, so skilled. Right? So, so skilled. Right? And then... It's notable uh, whether we're worse at maths or worse at the English language. It's, um... It's a, it's a real... It's a mystery. Like, it's a, it's a real question on people's minds, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, there's... Yeah, forget about, like, the, aside from the English language shenanigans, um, um, there's also, <laughs> yeah, with the shrines as well, um, they're usually placed in obscure, loca like, locations. Some of them are in plain view, like, if you stand from a tower, some of them you can see, like, in the distance, be like, oh, yeah, I see, like, the glowing orange symbol, and I know that's a shrine, so... Some of them are in plain view, but a lot of them are in obscure locations, so it challenges players to adventure, face their fears, because sometimes it's near an enemy camp, or you're in a place where you don't have much cover, like the desert, like the shrines there are both fun and terrifying because anything can kill you from, from coming out of the sand, but also there's like shrines, so it's like, there's that. Um, and also, 
the shrines, the completion of them, or how you find them, where you find them, all that fun stuff, it's all dependent on the player's skills. It's what they think they're capable of. So if you think you can paraglide all the way to this like lone, tiny little island thing in the middle of a great body of water, if you can paraglide and you think you can make it and swim your way over and get that shrine, well, you can do that if you believe in yourself. So it's all about believing in yourself. That's, that's the main philosophy here. Believe in yourself when it comes to shrines. You know, um, so you just have fun with it, right? Like that's that's um, mostly the function of the gate, like in terms of the gameplay aspect of the shrines. That's mostly what the game has to offer. You know, it's, it's a fun time. It really is a fun time. What do you say, Aran? I think it's great. I would just like to add that there's a really cool um, activation mechanic for the shrines. So. Um, if it, if you've not completed, like, any of the shrine, it's orange. If you just activate the warp point with actually, without actually going inside the shrine and completing the shrine, the bottom half of it goes blue, but the top stays orange. Mm -hmm. And if you fully completed the shrine, the whole thing goes blue. I just find that really cool. Yeah, because it's like an, it's an indication of the different stages of the, of how, I guess, free the shrine is. Because when you get that shrine orb at the end, there's like a Sheikah monk. They look like really old fruit just sitting there. Um, <laughs> a withered skeleton. With, they're like, like skeletal. Really they're skeletal. Sometimes they have um, uh, like either Sheikah garbs and imagery or something. Like sometimes they usually have the tattoo with the Sheikah symbol. But they are sitting at the end of the shrine. So it's like when you when you finish the shrine, you see them in this like kind of blue holographic kind of cage thing and you break the seal on them and then they give you the orb and then they're freed basically because they've been trapped. Uh, completing the puzzle frees those monks sitting at the end of the shrine and they're the ones that give you the orb. So freeing them makes the shrine go all blue. But if you don't do the puzzles at all, right? It's as Aran said, it yeah. just remains orange on the top half, but blue for the warp point. Um... I would add that a really cool detail is all 120 shrines in the game, every single monk in that shrine, they all have completely different and unique positions that they're sitting in. I believe... Which um, I think is a really cool detail. I believe, let's see, so in the Creating a Champion guidebook, what it says is um, uh, for the Great Plateau Shrine, so your tutorial shrines basically, it says that the four monks in the shrines of the Great Plateau, Oman, Oman O, Kenamut, Oa Dame, and J Baij, each make equilateral triangles with their hands, um, with three pointing up and one pointing down, forming the shape of the Triforce. That is a really cool touch to me. I don't think I actually noticed that the first time, but then the next time that I played through it and I saw it, I was like, oh my god, it's true. It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. Like mind equals blown, you know. It's it's like it's it, those little details. It's like that's why I really enjoy this game. It's all the big, big great stuff, the whole land, all these sh 120 shrines and stuff. But just those little details. It's like, you know, you know what I mean. But anyway, there's a lot going on, as you can probably all tell. Yeah, and, and you can see why this is this is why I need another researcher. Um, things can make more sense with two working brain cells instead of one, huh? Yeah, again, it refers to my earlier point about me would being I would be offended, except I can't be offended because it's just a true fact. So, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So with that out of the way, it's time to talk about a couple shrines uh, we like, dislike, possibly strongly hate to the point that we may or may not break something, um, and just general <laughs> ranting about um, 
you know, these cool little places called shrines that are just sprinkled throughout Hyrule, packed with little fun puzzles that sometimes I really enjoy or other times despise and yes, want with to- With a passion. There, there will be damage, property damage. Like, there, there will be property damage. I'm not kidding. Yes, that will, that will, that will. There will be property damage. I, just thinking about some of them, the, oh my god, the rage. Oh my god, the rage. One There's... time, I was completing this one shrine I really hated, and I was just screaming obscenities at my Switch, and then my mom came in, and she would look really concerned, like, she thought I was about to commit murder or something. Yes, I, most mothers, most mothers, <laughs> most mothers react like that, and then they, it's like, they don't understand the gravity of the situation and how much we hate what is happening to us. Like, it's just a game. No, it's, it's not. It's not just a game, it's an it's experience. Not. It's a lifestyle. Exactly. And you have to do this because it's part of the lifestyle. Like, if you're Link and you're set to be the champion that saves Hyrule, then you gotta do these stupid puzzles and... Well, anyway, let's just jump right into it. Because for shrines, you literally have to jump right into it. Yeah, Vulota, I'm, I'm looking at you. That shrine? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Let's, yep, let, yep. Let, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we got this. Yeah. Okay, the way this discussion is going to work is that RN and I, we're going to go just bouncing back and forth like a bunch of bouncy balls, talking about the shrines, all that fun stuff. First, I'd like to mention, I didn't mention it before, but I'll mention it now. Um, is something called Blessing Shrines. So the shrines that RN and I kind of summarized and described, those are just the gist of most of the shrines. Um, but there are also something called Blessing Shrines. I don't think they're explicitly titled that, but that's actually what they are. Blessing Shrines refers to um, shrines that usually have some kind of prerequisites, like you have to activate it, certain kinds of quests, whether they're major or just general shrine quests, like certain, just quests, just quests. Um, usually there's a lot that you have to do beforehand. So the purpose of a blessing shrine is that instead of having puzzles like most of the other shrines, it's just like you go in there, there's a treasure chest, and then there's the monk sitting in, in his like holographic cage thing at the end. Um, that's that's like the, the function of a blessing versus normal shrine. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, um, I will add that yeah. they're called blessing shrines because it says whenever you go in, it says, because whenever you enter a shrine, it always gives you the name of the shrine. So it'll say like a major test of strength or push and pull or something. Mm -hmm. But in a blessing shrine, the only thing it says is the name of the monk and then blessing. So for example, Laknaroki's blessing. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is that also is that if it says that title, like the shrine itself is named after the monk, so that's why that's a, that's the the title of the blessing as well. I'll link the interactive map I've been linking in a bunch of other episodes. I'll put that in the description so all this geography makes sense because we're be, we're gonna be going over a lot of names, right, RN? We're gonna be going over a lot of names. Definitely. Um, geography's a thing, and unfortunately, it's gonna be hard to talk about these places without mentioning some of the game locations. So that'll be there. If you zoom in, zoom out, then you'll get certain names, and we're gonna try and make that as concise as possible, right? Yep. It's like our own test of strength, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about tests of strength, we can now talk about tests of strength, and how exciting. So, tests of strength are a particular type of shrine in which you go in and you fight a guardian. The 
these aren't like guardian stalkers, they're shrine specific guardians, which are, if they're fully extended, about the height of Linkus, and they usually mm-hmm. carry weapons, which you can pick up after you kill them. They're called like guardian weapons, so you have guardian swords, guardian shields, etc, etc, you get, your pic- get the picture. In a this tra- tank, I told you, great, great use of the English language. Welcome to the team. In the test of strength, you have um, varying levels of strength with the guardians as well. So you have, uh, obviously, in the mind test of strength, the weakest guardians and consequently the weakest weapons, etc, etc. You get the picture all the way up to major test of strength with the strongest guardians that take the longest to kill with the most HP, but consequently the strongest weapons and better rewards. Yeah, so with test of strengths, so again, minor, modest, major, um, there's a bunch of those just as much as there's the puzzle heavy ones, and the thing with these tests of strengths is there are no puzzles. It's just about beating whatever little guardian is positioned there and you gotta beat them. I have a fun little naming kind of convention for the three of them because I noticed that they all kind of have little like headrests of like the Sheikah design or whatever um, on their heads. So you can tell by their like those designs that what kind of, I guess, level guardian you're facing. Like, you know it's a minor test of strength, but also you can see the physical, the, like the visual yeah. representation. Like, so I have like a naming thing for it. So for the minor one, I call it like the little hair bun guardians. <laughs> for the modest one, I call them pigtails. And then for the major, I called it um, perm gone wrong. Um, so, it's like if you look them up, you it, that those those terms will be funny. They will be funny. I they, they, it makes sense. It's they, funny. But they do, right? They do make sense. They so, do. It makes sense. Um, a couple of these shrines. So I'm just gonna list the names because they're they're nice flavors of the different variations on the minor. There's they they don't really with the major ones they get creative, but minor and modest kind of keep too. So. Katachuki, and this is one of the ones closer to the castle. It's kind of in the it's in the front area. It's not it doesn't go around behind or beside the castle. It's in this location called the Cory Ruins. Katachuki, okay, so <clears throat> that one, it's a minor test of strength. So it's like that's straightforward. But getting there, that get the, the way to get to the Cory Ruins, that is a major test of strength. I am sorry. I'm sorry. I hate it so much, and I'm gonna interrupt you to rant about the shrine. No, please do. It's one of my shrines I hate so much. It's on my dislike list. I hate it so much. Basically, because you're so close to Hyrule Castle, there's so many flipping guardians. Everything is trying to kill you. Everything is trying to kill you. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. The flying ones, Um, the stalker ones. I played played it recently, and on the way there, I think, I think I was having a bit of bad luck that thing, but on the way there, I encountered four Guardian Stalkers. Oh my god. Seven Guardian Skywalkers. That's nice. And one flipping, 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 freaking Guardian turret that should be in the middle of the castle but somehow spotted me anyway. Like, what? Oh yeah, that, I I didn't I didn't really oh discuss that variation beforehand, but there's also guardians that I mentioned the decayed guardians, but then there's also purposely guardians that were made to be stationary, so they're like snipers. There's those variations too, and those ones are located um, only like basically only at the castle itself. But if one of those see you, they they also have the range of like they can like you can be at the shrine of resurrection and that I thing died. will see you. Like it it's on the way to that, that shrine, I died. Okay, even as someone who's played the game, even as someone who's played the game pretty often, um, uh, that's a lot. That 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 is a bad day. 
it was a bad day. That is a bad day. Like, I got, I just kept cutting caught in the middle. Like, I was fine fighting one guardian, but then I was fighting it, and then another one would just come and snipe me from behind. It was painful. It was very painful. Right, so there's that mess of a place. Then next for <laughs> an example of a modest test of strength, and this is coming from a personal experience. This is very anecdotal for me. It's called uh, Muojim, and it's located in the East Nucleta, and basically the way the geography works is that in this eastern part of the map, there's this kind of landmass that juts out like a like a like its own like precipice or whatever. It's like a, it's a very large outcropping that oversees the ocean. And at perch- It's called the Lanayru Promenade, how exciting. No, okay, we, we're gonna get to the Lanayru Promenade, but not quite there. It's on the way, that general path, but not in that, yeah. So it's kind of in that area, and it's perched like very, right at the end of that really big outcropping. So Muojim is a modest test of strength, and the thing was that when I first started playing the game, and I'd gotten all the towers in the expected order, basically. I did it very formulaically when I played it the first time. That was one of the first- shrines I went to in that part of the game. And not only that, it was one of my first tests of strength. I did a modest test of strength before a minor test of strength. And I went in there and I'm like, what is a modest test of strength? I only had three hearts at this point in the game when I first oh played God. this. So then I went in there and oh I, was thinking, I was thinking, oh, this is a modest test of strength. What the heck does that mean? I go in there with my like half, like my, my soldier's shield that's about to break and, um, a traveler sword and i died really quickly oh like just pfft, done like it was oh god and then i, I didn't i didn't and then just just by principle i was like you know i'm not gonna come back here for a while so then once i decked out on all of my really good items and bows and just, you know all the the whole shebang once i had all the stuff then i came back and i'm like yeah i'm gonna take this guy down and it's gonna feel good so <laughs> that's that's a modest test hey, of strength um that's a great story but i can one-up you with that one oh no because um yeah, you know where we're going with this. Oh no. Uh, my very first time in the Lanayru region, I was just there and I managed, I somehow managed to find a major test of strength. Oh! I was on three hearts <laughs> with a traveler sword and a little mind eye sheikah shield. Yeah, that's like 16 durability. Like, that's not. Huh, <laughs> That sounds interesting. I died within 16 seconds and I didn't go back to that place until I'd beaten all of the the actual um, divine beasts. And then I got there and I still struggled. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> um, and then finally, major test of strength. So this is the one, again, I, I briefly touched on this before. These are the ones that have slightly more variation. So... As I said, it's the perm gone wrong little guardians that are in there that you have to fight. And again, as RN mentioned, they're usually the guardians that have the strongest weapons to farm. So if you go there, then um, uh, chances are you're gonna get some good weapons when you finally defeat the thing, because they tend to have really good swords, they're really boosted, shield, the whole stuff, right? Whole package, but- Oh, really high HP that takes forever to kill. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Sorry, but, um, not, not holding a grudge about that at all. No, yeah, not at all. Um, So the thing with major tests of strength though, and this is actually something that we had to kind of scour for because some of them are actually not just the normal kind of platform. So the way that it works in a test of strength is there tends to be lots of stone pillars because there's kind of three phases to a test of strength battle. So first they'll, you know, you know, fight with you one-on-one, -on -one, like melee combat. Then what they'll do is they'll jump and prepare to do like a big spin and try and 
I don't know, slice you by running towards you, but the trick is that you gotta hide behind one of those pillars because then it will kind of stun them, and then you'll get a chance to throw some shots in. The second phase is that um, they will kind of cuddle into a little ball and then create like a laser kind of like, I don't know, They'll create like a wind gust basically, and that'll allow you to paraglide, and then you can just stab it's them. It's like through. a little mini laser pointer that goes on the floor, and if it hits you, yeah. you get thrown back and you die. Yeah, so you lose heart, there's that. And then the third phase is when you're getting it down to its like last third of its health basically, right? And in that phase, what it does is it, it, it takes aim at you, and the idea is that you gotta try and hit it, but if you don't kill it within the time that it's targeting laser at you very focusedly. You gotta circle around so it doesn't hit you with its laser because it's just gonna go like rapid fire, like, oh, laser hit, oh, laser hit, oh, laser hit in a circle before it charges up again to try and hit you. So that's the three phases of Um, any test of strength. I will add to that, like, with the third phase, what it does is it kind of like sucks in loads of energy and there's a tone in the background heightening in pitch. Yeah. And then you kind of, and then you gotta try and hit it and get it down of HP. But if you don't, if you don't get it down in time, like, like, um, AR said you gotta like jump out the way, make sure you don't die. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's how the three phases of a test of strength battle will go, but with a major test of strength it gets pretty, pretty interesting because sometimes they'll have the normal stone pillars where you do that same pattern of hiding behind the pillars and then you do the paragliding and then you do the stuff with the force field. Like that, you get used to that after a while, but Major test of strength spice it up with sometimes throwing in a cryonis version or a magnesis version. So the mag- one of the one of the examples that we could find within relative like a quick period of time was this shrine called the Mozo Sheno Shrine, which is located in the Hebra region, which is like the northwestern part of the map where it's snowing all the time. Um, so um, that's there's actually like a magnesis version of that. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Arvin? Sure. So basically, instead of having the stone pillars that crack, when um, the guardian dude is aiming its laser at you, or when it's spinning towards you in the death spin thing, yeah. um, basically what you do is you use magnesis to pull up a magnesis block from the floor, and it'll crash into that, and it won't actually shatter. Or you use cryonis to create a cryonis pillar from the floor and then it'll smash into that and obviously the cryonis pillar will break. I have to say I preferred the magnesis version because yeah. it means you can actually pull it up and because magnesis blocks don't shatter, Yes. it means that it'll just kind of crash into that. So during the aforementioned third phase, uh, when it's aiming its laser at you, the first time I actually did one of those, I hid behind a pillar instead of jumping away and it shattered the pillar and then it hit me and then it yeah. hit me again because it does bursts of laser and then I died. Exactly. So with the Magnesis version, you can just camp out behind the block because the block doesn't shatter when it gets hit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so just to quickly recap that, Magnesis versions of the ma- major test of strength and Cryonis versions don't appear at the same time. It's either one or the other. And the thing with the magnesis yeah. one is that I'm also with you. I definitely prefer that because the exact same thing happened to me at a different shrine or whatever that was a major test that had cryonis instead of magnesis. I What I like about those though, just as a naked more general point of changing up the major test of strength of... Uh, um, formula is it challenges you, right? Like usually at that point, it's like, you know what a major test of strength, you know how that goes. You know that the perm gone wrong guardian is waiting there for you. You're used to that. But with the added challenge of trying to do the timing, cause the thing is that if you don't pull up the magnesis pillar in time, or you don't create the crownless pillar in time, cause it does have a little bit of a lag time. If you don't activate it quickly enough for either rune, then it will come and hit you because there's no stone pillar to stop 
you know, stop it from just spinning right into you. So, um, right. I definitely... especially in Cryonis, because like they pull up a lot slower than Magnesis. So, what happened to me once was it came towards me and I pulled it up, and then it just kind of skidded over the top of it and hit me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't pull it up in time. So, um, as you can tell, uh, Tessa Strength, those are an interesting variety of shrines. They're not always fun. Like, I sometimes enjoy it just because it's a good way to get weapons, because weapons are good. Um, but, yeah. I mean, unless you're doing a minor test of strength, in which case the weapons are pretty useless. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. In the early parts of the game, minor tests of strength are still very good, because even for low-leveled weapons, they're good. But then after a certain point, Fair once enough. you get used to playing, modest and major is where it's at. That's where you're going to go, even if it means burning some weapons, because you get good ones in return. So, anyways, that's the deal with the test of strength. You just, use your, you just use your crappy weapons, and then you get better weapons in return. That's the and deal with the... growth. With the, with, the, with the test of strength, you're strong. Yeah, test of being strong. Be strong. Yeah, be a strong player. Um, <laughs> so, I think now, RN, I think we, we can now... We speak English over here. Now, no, 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 we, we, we obviously can't really do that. I'm more or less <laughs> giving up. Um, you know, I think now is a good time for us to start talking just generally about shrines that we like, dislike, all that fun stuff. So, I think... Um, a lot of my personal favorites in terms of shrines are a bit more pattern-based, or sometimes they're based off of the stuff you have to do beforehand. So, I'm gonna talk about some shrines that I like. Feel free to jump in when you're ready, Aaron, because I know that we we have some common um, ones that we both like. So, first, I'm gonna talk about Shivanath and Shivanir uh, shrines. So, that one is located- I love those! That one's located in, um, uh, it's actually in this big canyon called the Dueling Peaks. And I've mentioned Blattery Plain in a previous episode before. Blattery Plain is just east of that of the Dueling Peaks, that humongous kind of rock canyon structure. Shi Veneer and Shi Venoth are perched on opposite sides of basically the peaks of those um, those dueling dueling peaks. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, what I really like about this shrine, okay? What I really like about this shrine is. Um, and shrines. Be, shrines, yeah, plural, whatever. Not a, it's yeah. two. It's two, yeah, I, I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, the thing that I like about these shrines is... Shrines is that um, it's pattern-based, but um, they're kind of like constellations or whatever, if you can call them that. Uh, in order to solve the puzzle of the, of the, like, the other shrine, you need to look at the pattern that you see on the floor in that shrine to solve the other one. So it's like, you can't do either shrine on their own. You have to go to the other shrine, find that puzzle out, because what it, how the puzzle works is there's, um, like, I, what is it, five different rows? Five different yeah. rows with little kind of pits or pedestals? So it's, it's like, it's, you have to count the number of times constellations appear, yeah. but um, for the nut for each, shrine you have to use the pattern from the other shrine to so, complete that shrine exactly so it's basically really cool. basically it's like if you're at shivanath the pattern that you see on the floor of shivanir is what you need to solve shivanath and vice versa and i thought that was a really cool touch um and then um let's see so and by the way feel free to talk about the ones that you like after i finish talking about about the ones that I like. So next that I really like cool. is called um, Ishto So, and it's located in the Faron Grasslands. So where the Great Plateau is located is just south of that is this humongous kind of um, sandy kind of canyon place. And if you kind of search and go cut, like cut, higher up the 
the mount, like the mountain, you will see a shrine in the distance. You climb your way up there, and it's there. So I thought, I don't know, it's I like it for a very strange reason. So there's actually like this NPC, this character, non-playable character that's just located there, and she's just like, I don't know how to cook meat or whatever, and she's just sitting there, charring this like piece of meat or something on the pan so you can't use the pan to cook anything when you get there and i don't know i thought it was also really weird that there's just random like piles of bones and like flies like actual flies like they look like like little like flies just buzzing around like the like different like there's like four or five different mounds of bones and like it's like rotten and stuff. it's a trash heap it's like it's, yeah, it's basically like a trash heap and it's like it's just all disposed in this one little area around the shrine and i'm like I don't know why Place I like, and disrespect. It's just, yeah, it's pollution. Like, don't do that. Come on. And also, I really want to just tell this NPC character, like, just get, get NPC, just get up and move and, and stop polluting. Fight, fight, get, go to a stable, learn a recipe, hey, make some good food. I just realized she's a polluter. She should make friends with that Gerudo woman. Oh my god, yeah, Caliban or whatever her name is. Yeah, there's like a, in, in Gerudo town in the desert and... We are going to touch on that later. We can't open that can of worms right now. But in Gerudo, in the in the desert, in the main town called Gerudo Town, there is also a woman who's doing the same kind of thing. Um, She's where... eating watermelons and dumping rinds in the water, and it carries downstream, and it's ruining the farm of this little kid that just wants to grow. She, yeah, she, this kid just wants to grow an orchard, and this woman is just being so selfish and disposing of the rinds in the in the water. It's anyways. I'm like, so, you ask her to go and stop, like, and then you're going to do a whole. West, yeah, there's a whole thing surrounding like to get some get her some wild berries that basically are raspberries to make her stop. So it's basically, basically eat fruit and don't pollute. Mm. Yeah, so Indeed. that is um Ishto So, so that's interesting. Um, so the next one that I really like, I have to say, this is if I had to think of a, and, and the only reason I know it by name is just because I looked it up, but I know that this is my favorite shrine in the entire game. So it's called. Um, Keorug, and it's located in the Great Hyrule Forest, or the Lost Woods, that area. So I mentioned in a previous episode that that's where the Master Sword is located. So the way that it works is that there's a whole, the Lost Woods is this kind of mirage area where you have to find, you know, using a torch, you need to go through the right path to get to the Hyrule Forest itself. If you don't, if you get off the route even slightly, um, it'll take you back to the beginning. So once you get past that kind of mirage phase though, then you get into the forest itself. And because it's a pain to always get to this part of the of the forest, because you always have to do that pat, that route all over again, there's a shrine that's positioned right near the Deku tree. Um, it's and, such a lifesaver, honestly. Yeah, so that I, way you can the work there any time. This game, though, I didn't realize it was there. Yeah, no, and actually it was thanks to I you. I was so depressed. It was actually thanks to you that I realized it was there because the time that I went there and you told me that that's where to get the Master Sword, I'm like, okay, great. And then I went there and then I realized I didn't have enough hearts to take the sword out. And I'm like, okay, crap, I gotta go get all the hearts. But then I didn't get the shrine that was there. And then you told me that there was a shrine there and I was like, oh my God. So now I have to go through it all over again. So. It, it, because the first time you so completed stupid. the game, I'd already completed it once, yeah. and then the second time I played it, I realized I, I found the shrine, and I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, AR, you should probably know there's a shrine. Yeah. Oh, the crap, I just left. Yeah, yeah, so I was stupid, but not anymore. So the Keorug shrine, the way that it works is, this is why it's my favorite, it's based on constellation patterns. So in on like the wall in the background inside the shrine itself, there's um, different kind of 
patterns for different constellations. So there's like two links, there's like a big, there's a one with like kind of like four little points. Like there's all these different kinds of- um, uh, When she says links, she means lines, not the link protagonist. Say, yeah, there's not like, a bu- not like a bunch of links on the wall, not like that. But the way that it works is that- um, Lowercase L, not capital. There you go. Yeah, thank you for correcting me because I never do that for myself. Um, You're welcome. uh, The way that it works is that on that wall, you'll see a certain number of each pattern. And then you'll have in front of you, like when you first enter, there'll be like a way to to do a counter. There's like a bunch of little kind of... um, uh, there's stands with candles on. Yeah, there's like there's little one, candle things. Then there's two, then there's three candles, exactly. then there's four candles, then there's five candles. So it's like you look at the wall, you count how many there are, and then you put the little shrine ball thing into the appropriate um, row for each of the different patterns. So some of them, it's like there's one of this, four of this one, two of this one, three of it, like that kind of thing. Then you got to do it it's again. Like a if, table. Then you then you do it again if you want to get the treasure. But then it's like you do that, and then you get to the the monk and free the monk but i just love that one because i love like the idea of constellations it's it's so fun like it out of all the shrines i feel like one of those like among others this one is just so enjoyable because it's just putting like it's just counting it's just like oh my god look at the stars okay time to count the stars like it's so simple to me right it's nuts so um this is another shrine um that i really liked and this is also pretty close to gerudo town in the desert so it's called raka zunzo I i believe that's what it's called um, so it's, it's like just slightly south of the border of the town. It's, it's such a cute, it's such a cute, um, um, uh, shrine quest because the way that it works is that you need to beat, um, Divine Beast Vonnebors to do a lot of what happens in, in the, in the desert. Lots of shrine quests are not accessible unless you beat it. So it's like, if you want to get shrines there, there's only like a select couple that you can count on your fingers that you can actually complete before doing like b- before doing more so anyways this um as a side note sorry to interrupt that's, that's okay. because D- naboris is um basically stomping around creating lightning storms yeah so you can't actually access the rest of the gerudo desert because it's being cap it's like having a temper tantrum yeah exactly so shooting out lightning and when a divine beast has a temper tantrum you don't mess with it so or or you do by freeing it from Ganon's control. That's what you do. So after you do well, that, though, exactly. after you do that, you find out about this shrine quest, the Rakazunzo shrine, and there's a little pedestal. You, like The thing is that with certain shrine quests, one of the big indications that it's a shrine quest is that there's a pedestal that has the Sheikah design on it. You're like, okay, an orb is supposed to go in there, and then, or sorry, not orb, like a little ball they have to put in there, and then it will activate a shrine. So you know that by this point in the game. Um, hopefully, maybe not, but it, it's an indication. You see that there, and then you see the ball, and then you try and pick up the ball, but then this woman will stop you, and she'll be like, hold up, that's like the that's like the, the trophy if you do this racing minigame. You can't have it if you just take it. You have to prove your worth, and you're like, okay, what do I have to do? So in the desert, there's these animals called sand seals, which are one of my most favorite animal, like, like fictional animals, by the way. I love sand seals. I love, I love them so much. Sand seals are just so adorable and derpy and entertaining, and I sometimes very strongly relate to that energy. Um... Uh, they just, they're just so simple and, and adorable. So the way that it works is sand seals are both like, they're out just in the desert doing their own thing, but then there's also some domesticated ones by the people who reside in the Gerudo town. And the purpose of this shrine quest is this woman, she'll tell you, this is a sand seal rally, you know, it's a race. So this person here, um, she's has set the record time 
but for some reason she has, she can't use this ball. She doesn't have any use for it. We think it goes in there, but nothing happened when she tried. Let's see if your luck is better, and obviously your luck will be better. So the objective is that you got to- Because you are the hero of Hyrule! Exactly! So, um, if you beat this woman's time by doing this obstacle course, then you activate the shrine and everyone's a ha is, is, everyone goes home happy, right? It's really cute though. So the way that it works is that a whole audience of people from the town actually come to watch you do it. But, and it's an obstacle course in the desert. So there's a bunch of like natural, like skeletal bones just kind of coming out of the sand and you got to swivel through and go through all these rings and, or not rings, they're kind of like big flag posts or something, but you got to go through them. Um, like and coop, almost kind of maybe. It's like, it's like, yeah, so it's, it's real. And then you weave your way through. And I remember the very first time I did it, I was like, what the, what is happening? Because at one point you find out that the path that you have to go through to meet some of those flag points goes straight through three different enemy camps. And everyone's trying to shoot like, like, like electric arrows at you. And you're like, what is happening? I'm gonna like shock arrows at you. And you're like, what is happening? But then you go through anyway, you see like all these enemies trying to come for you. Like I remember a bunch of Lizolfos were chasing me. It's just really as funny. I got to the finish line. Oh my God, I finished it in like one minute and 17 seconds. And I was like, I was tired. I was out of breath, but it was so, I was just it's, like- It's so fun though. It's, it's so, so much fun. So I love that one. And then as my last, I think one that I really like um, is called Julu, Juluna. So this is located, there's um, there's a tower called the Ridgeland Tower and below it is called the Gerudo Canyon. And then below that is this place called the Kokot Plateau. Across from that, it's a little bit obscure, but if you know where to look, there's this kind of circular platform thing on the map. It's like, that's your benchmark. You go to that and <laughs> the Gorons, the Gorons are this great entertaining race, okay? So there's another version of this in a different shrine quest location in the game. But this one is, is called a gut check challenge where three Goron brothers are there and they're like, okay, you need to, you, need, you can't use any fancy armor or anything. You have to, you have to do this with like raw strength and power. How much endurance do you have? Do you think you can beat us kind of thing? And I was just laughing and I'm like, this is going to be funny. So the idea is that you remove all of your armor and you have to stand on this boiling hot plate <laughs> and, and, and outlast the three brothers. And then when you do that, They'll be like, no, wait, you have to be a real man and you gotta be super strong. Prove your worth by doing it on this flaming hot plate. So then you're you're like literally on fire, like you're just standing there and Link's just burning. And, and when you go in the pause screen, you see him like, he's like, Link looks like he's in pain, but it's like, I don't know why I find that so entertaining, but basically if you're, you just, you, you make it through it. And obviously this is the kind of um, quest that requires more hearts than less, like, you will not last if you have four hearts. You need a certain number of hearts. Like, over ten, that's pretty solid. You should be good. But it's... If you have enough hearts to get the Master Sword, you should be fine. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, it's, I don't know. I just... On the record, you need 13 hearts to get the Master Sword. I just, yeah, so it's just like, I just, I don't know. I just did it the other day and I found it so entertaining and I couldn't help but just film it and just laugh because I'm like, why is this funny? Why is it like... Why are they there like, we need to prove our worth and like, I don't, I don't, it's just, it's like, what are you doing? You're so far from the volcano. What are you doing all the way over here in the other part of the world? Like, it's, but you know, I, I respect the Gorons. They're, they're very entertaining characters and they, you get the shrine and it's a, it's a good time. So those are some that I like and I'd like to hear what- As a side note on entertaining Gorons, um, <laughs> you, uh, I'm assuming you guys have been told about the fact that you can't enter the Gerudo town unless you're a woman. Have they been informed about that? Um, I don't believe so just because I haven't touched on it too much, but yeah, you 
There's a whole yeah. quest called okay. the Forbidden Entry. We will, we will be doing some more on that. But, we will uh, we will investigate. It's really, it's really funny. In the corner of uh, Gerudo Town, even though there's not meant to be any men, um, Gorons, men, male and female Gorons look really similar. So in the corner of Gerudo Town, there's just a male, like three male Gorons discussing why they were let into Gerudo Town, <laughs> even though they're male. It's really funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... It's entertaining. I would like to hear some of the ones that you like now, because I know that we had we have some similar ones that we like, but I know that you liked some different ones as well. Okay, so one of my very, very favorite shrines is the Gitan Sami Shrine on the Nehru Mountain. It's the Spring of Wisdom Shrine. So as you may have heard in the Dragons episode, uh, Nadra... The, the guardian of the Spring of Wisdom was overtaken by Malice. And in order to unlock this particular shrine, you have to chase nature down the mountain destroy, to destroy all the Malice and then receive the scales. So mm -hmm. to trigger any shrine in a spring, you have to present a scale to the spring and then the shrine will open. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's the same for all three, but... The um, Linnaeary Mountain one is just my particular favorite just because of the really cool cinematic effects of chasing Nadra down the mountain to shoot all the malice eyes. I find that so cool. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one. I know I didn't touch on it much when I first described the, the dragons, but it also, like, it does mean that you do need to try and shoot the dragon at some point, so you gotta paraglide and try not to get either electrocuted, burned... And then Nadris is given to you, so that's okay. But like the first time you've yeah. done the other two, yeah, it's it's um it's a ride and a half. It's a fun. Uh, another one of my personal favorites is the Ritag Zumo Shrine in the Akala region. So this mm. is an example of a blessing shrine, mm -hmm. as we previously discussed. So for this particular one, there's just this. You go down to this deserted town, like ruins of a town, mm -hmm. and then there's just this really fat orb just sitting there in front of a pedestal which reads a poem that I haven't actually looked up but it reads something like the hero must place this in the pedestal to activate the shrine so like put it but in the in the thing and then the thing will more, happen and all the in things more fancy language yeah and then basically there's this if you go look at the interactive map on the left on the right side of the Akala region there's this big twirly landmass it like spirals down big spiral yeah. and in the middle of the spiral is the pedestal and in the middle of the water because it does water between like the each part of the spiral like, in, in yeah. This part, yeah exactly um and in, there's just loads of moblins lots of enemies alphas, everywhere but it's so fun because you basically got to use stasis and cryonis to whack the orb yeah across the spiral it's, it's so you just fun. watch the like ball just bounce in the water Normally really what I funny. do is I try and snipe all the enemies from afar, or if I'm confident enough to face them and have a good good enough weapons, I just fight the ones that are closest to me, like the immediate, like the date, like the ones that are immediately. So funny, right? It's so entertaining. So I stood on a Cryonis block to hit it again, and then this blue Lizalfo spotted me. So for the record, blue Lizalfos can spit water. Yeah. So it starts spitting at me. So I just climbed down the side of the Cryonis block, <laughs> and then it just kind of stood there for like a solid it, ten seconds. I know what it looks like. It just stands really there. Confused. It looks confused. <laughs> really it just looks confused, and then it decides to just go swimming back in the water. It's really funny. Um, oh my god. Okay. 
with that one. That's so that's a really fun one. Yeah. Because I like because I like running away from my problems. Yes. And actually, yes. It's such a good. It's such a good side quest. Running away from your. Problems. You understand. Okay. I do. I understand. I'm so glad. So another of my very favorite shrine shrines. I have to say, this is probably my favorite shrine quest and shrine in the entire game. So this is your it's version It's the Lagnaroki Shrine in Kakar just outside of Kakariko Village. Oh, so yeah. So the shrine quest is called Stolen Heirloom. Mm. It's so cool. Yeah. So to complete, to actually access this shrine quest in the first place, there's several prerequisites. Mm -hmm. You have to do, uh, I think, three other shrine quests and you have to have gone and visited Hathenator Lab and got the camera. No, I think like Hateno, like you do Hateno Lab, there's like two side quests in the town itself, I, I, in, in, in the Kakariko village itself. I believe you need to talk to Impa a bunch of times before it just to like get all the Impa stuff out of the way. Like. There's that too. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of prerequisites to access. Yes. But the way it goes is you go into um, Impa's house in Kakariko Village to find her daughter. She's kind of, uh, her, well, sorry, her granddaughter. She's crying because the heirloom of um, Tashika, it's gone missing. So it was it was an orb. Like and a, it was like a normal shrine, a shrine orb. orb. Yeah. And she's upset because she's going to present it to you to go and use somewhere because she knows she can't use it, but she's crying and she's very upset. Yeah. So Seriously. you're like, because you're a stand-up nice, you're a nice guy. You're a nice so guy. You're like, so you're a nice guy. So you're, you, you'll just, you decide, right, I'll go and find this orb. And I mean, it's slightly selfish as well, I guess, because you know it leads to a shrine. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it so is. Then, so at the bottom of Impa's house, there are guards, Sheikah guards, mm -hmm. and one of these dudes is called Dorian. Incidentally, the other one is a dude who is like his his shrine his shrine quest his side quest, just a side quest. quest his his side quest is one of the ones you have to complete to to get access to this shrine quest. Yeah. Basically, he loses all his cuckoos and you have to go chase them all around town. I swear that occurs in every Zelda game. There's it's also, so, no, there's it's always, so, it's so funny. There's always, there's always a side quest where you have to chase it's down. So, it's but so anyway. funny though with this guy is that every time that you talk to him, the grunting increases. Like, he's more and more sad even when you start, like, there's like 10 in total. <laughs> but and then when you find all of them and he's like, Ugh! like, he's like wailing the whole time. It's so funny. Anyway. Um, so... Don't forget, the fireflies. Don't forget to, the fireflies. Don't forget the fireflies. Dorian. So Dorian, um, at around 10 o'clock at night, because there is like a clock in this game, at around 10 o'clock at night, game time, not real time. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Aaron, uh, Aaron, I'm going to interrupt. Don't forget about the fireflies. You got to do that too. Yes. So yes, you can describe that one. There's the there's this like shop lady. So the store that, that where you can get different armor sets in Kakariko Village, there's a lady. I forget her name, unfortunately. She's not forgettable. She's whatever. She's entertaining, I guess. But... Also with her, you have to do this at a certain point in, at, at nighttime, and you need to have a certain number of what's called sunset fireflies, I believe. Um, and they yeah. they have like a green like they're they have a green light when they light up fireflies, right? So um, when you get enough of them, the idea is that she really wants to see those because it's hard to kind of find stuff where there's you know in a world that where everything's trying to kill you, it's hard to get fireflies, I guess. But you're Link, you can do it. You're the champion. So you're a nice guy, as as we've already established, and you get the fireflies. And when you go into her house, you let out five of them, and then she like keeps them, and she's super happy. So that's that. That's just the other prerequisite before we get to Dorian, who I have I have mentioned this quest before, but please, Aaron, describe it because it's a really cool quest. 
So basically, back to Dorian. Mm -hmm. At around 10 o'clock at night, so just for the record, Dorian has two little daughters mm -hmm. and his wife is dead. Sad. It's very sad. It's very sad, so, actually. Um, I will add that this is one of my favorite Shrine Quests just because it's so much story. It's literally a whole mini story arc within this one Shrine Quest. Anyway, moving mm -hmm. on. So, you, Dorian, you see him walking outside the village, and this is suspicious because no one ever leaves the village. Yeah. Unless they're doing something suspicious. Unless they're you, because mm -hmm. you obviously go everywhere. Oh, yeah, Link can go everywhere. So, you're a smart guy, so you decide to follow him. Uh, and it's really cool, actually, because you have to have either stealth stuff or um, the actual Sheikah armor. And you basically, it's like a stealth armor. You have yeah, to it's a stealth it. set. Like, like you see how a lot of the Sheikah warriors dress. Like, I've mentioned this before, that the Sheikah, they, they, they can, they're like a jack-of-all-trades. They can do a lot of different jobs and things like that. The warriors ones specifically have, like, a very kind of tight-fitted suit with the Sheikah design, and it tends to blend in with you know, your typical nighttime colors. So you can get that set when you have enough money in Kakariko Village itself, and that boosts your stealth. So, um, yeah. Yes. So to continue, but if he yeah. sees you, he goes back to the village, and then you have to start again, yeah. and it's pretty cool. So basically, you end up, you follow him into the forest. Mm -hmm. And in the forest, you find him confronting a Yiga clan member who I assume you've already been told about yep, from the last time. Yep, 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 yep. So, he's... So, basically, you find out that Dorian was once part of the Yiga clan Gotta before get that he potassium. ran away. <laughs> you gotta get that potassium. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. That, this is a very sad, solemn I know, but... Be ashamed. I know, I know. Okay, anyway. So, he was once part of the Yiga clan before he ran away. Yep. He just before left. he ran away for the safety of his family. But yeah. But in retaliation, because there's no leaving the Yiga clan. Yiga clan killed his wife. Yeah. That's why his wife is dead. Mm-hmm. And then they've come back and then they've said he's, that they'll kill his daughters if they don't, if he doesn't steal this heirloom that uh, Impa's granddaughter's crying about. Yeah. So he's stolen this because cares about his family and then basically the yuga clan member sees you hiding you fight them you kill it him whatever them, yeah whatever uh and then um dorian thanks you and he gives you the orb and you put it in the pedestal and you find the shrine and it's a blessing shrine because that was a lot of work to go through to actually yeah i'm i'm, actually I'm so puzzle. thankful for that i'm so thankful because the side quests themselves are kind of entertaining but that quest, like, following Dorian, I think it's an interesting touch, though, because I think that's the game also recognizing that Dorian, who's a Sheikah, is good with stealth, so he would know, of all people, if he's being followed. So I think that's an interesting touch that speaks to the greater yeah. kind of message about the Sheikah, that you have to, you're not a Sheikah, you can't naturally stalk someone. Also, I don't endorse stalking, I'm just saying that you know that Dorian has this thing and it needs to be done. I don't condone that behavior. Don't, yeah. don't actually just, do that. That's just... PSA, children yeah. don't tie this at home.